Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,370. Obsession, which is a word the lazy describes the dedicated. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Guernsey in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. What a beautiful place. Zeph Eisenberg. Zeph, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure have got my six-point harness on and tightened to the full. There you go. Hopefully, we won't need that. We'll see how we do today. But for a guy like you that goes really, really fast, you got to be prepared. That's for sure. Zeph Eisenberg is the CEO of Eisenberg Racing, a specialized engineering company with a talented team that works to develop some of the world's most extreme and powerful motorbikes, cars, quads, and land speed vehicles. His Mad Mac race team is behind multiple world land speed records on bikes, quads, and in cars. This team is most known for its dedication to racing and building turbine-powered motorbikes for extreme speed. Mad Max Racing holds numerous Guinness World Records and local Guernsey records. He has extensive experience in competing in high-powered two-stroke race quads that have a reputation for taking every quad hill climb record they enter. Best in class is what the brand's DNA is all about, and you can catch him in his new Speed Freaks TV show, on ITV4 that debuted August 7th in 2019. So, Zeph, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little more before I jump into the questions about your business and a passion for going very, very fast? Yes, the, I started in the world of business very early on, about 16 years of age, when I started a nutrition company that was all involved with helping Olympic athletes, uh, race teams, rugby, football, in helping them improve power, speed, and performance. Uh, That did remarkably well. I sold that company in 2011 and realized that now I want to fulfill my true passion, which was the same areas, but with engines, combustion engines. What a lot of people don't realize was that you can appreciate if you're in the world of nutrition and gyms and muscle, power, speed, and performance, 
what makes the game work, what makes all these elite athletes achieve what they do. And I was part of the R&D. I was one of the sort of the techies uh, within that. And what I realized was, was that combustion engines are no different. If you want to make an engine more powerful and deliver better performance, you've got to focus on the strength, the fuel going in, the reliability and everything, just like the human body. So it was a, perf- a perfect fit. It just went from my kind of like nerdy techie side of nutrition and human bodies to the engine side. So from a very early age, I was already tuning and chopping motorbikes apart, V8 trucks, Jeep CJ7s, all these kind of things. And now is the time where I had a little bit of money behind me. And I thought, right, let's really play. Let's really, t- <laughs> <laughs> let's really turn the gas up. And uh, yeah. what happened was I had this silly idea, like most people will do when they go in a pub, you go with your bunch of mates, you drink a bit of beer, and you come up with silly things to do. And I thought, well, I've played a lot with Suzuki GSXR 1000cc uh, motorbikes. I made me into Street Fighters, chop this, chop that, turboed things. I said, but it's a bit of the same. What could we do that's really different? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, how about a helicopter engine? in a motorbike what yeah i think that sounds completely silly we all had a good laugh and joke about that and most people go home and uh put the idea in the bin and carry on with a normal day job but i'm the kind of crazy individual that goes and starts researching all night all day for turbine engines and i found one from one of our military sources because we used to work a lot with the military in their nutrition and training programs and he put me in touch with a with their surplus department they had surplus turbines and and i ended up buying uh, a handful of these super duper turbines rolls royce turbines and then spent the next five years developing the most powerful turbine bike ever made the problem was was that at about two years in you really are pulling your hair out. There's a lot of complexity, uh, a lot of stress, things working, not working. And you're in that kind of crazy place where you go, I've invested so much. I can't bid it now. I can't stop it. You're in that kind of crazy place where you just, you have to go forward because the light is at the end of the tunnel. And thankfully we did persevere. We finished the bike. We ended up getting numerous world records british land speed records even a guinness record for the fastest turbine bike in the world and and that was i think proof that you really have to just persevere and when everything looks like it's all falling down on top of you you just keep going yeah yeah you know your story is wonderful in so many respects entrepreneurial which i love here we're all about business development but also that age-old uh, Winston Churchill quote, never, ever, ever give up, which I've heard from hundreds of racers I've interviewed here on the show. That just must be in a racer's DNA. You know, your craziness here sounds a bit like a, a past cars, yeah, I guess, Chuck Beck, who built some really cool cars. But just for fun, he built a motorcycle with a Lamborghini V12 engine in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'll send you a picture of his bike. It's crazy. Well, as we continue on your journey here, Zeph, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's important to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars, yeah? So, Zeph, take the wheel. I think for me, the quote I like the best is, is the definition, someone gave me the definition of obsession. 
which is a word the lazy describes the dedicated. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You talked about that story getting into this thing two years in and going, I can't give up. I can't stop. Uh, I guess that's how I got to uh, 1,370 guests here on Cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get into it and you go, okay, I got to get to 500, 1,000, now 1,500, 2,000. So, you know, what does that mean to you, that quote? I love that. That's the first time that's ever been used here. Well, I, I actually have a T-shirt saying that, right? Nice. Uh, yeah, obsession, the way the lazy describe the dedicated. And I think that there's so many people that, moan about not achieving, not achieving what they want, not achieving their aspirations, their goals. And I tell them, I'm no better than you are. I'm not cleverer. I'm not more special. The only difference is I've just got this dogged determinus just to keep on going. So, and every time you, you fall over, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. Like a pit bull, basically like a pit yes. bull, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you keep doing that in life, even if you have 50 failures, 100 failures, if you have one success, that's what everyone's going to talk about. Yeah. You know, I had a, a great guest on the show, Tony Watley, and he's just produced or, or written a great book about uh, side hustle millionaire, people that find ways to start secondary businesses that become their primary business. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, what do you do between the time you get home from your day job and you go to sleep? How about it that is, five hours, that it, six hours, it that is seven very, hours? It's very true. I tell a lot of people where most of us are working too hard to make any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> you're, you're full of great quotes today, Zeph. I like this. This is a good way to start the week here. This is awesome. This is cool. Well, let me let me ask you this. Let's go back in time a little bit because you talked about being a kid, ripping apart bikes, uh, making them go faster, V8s and trucks and things. Share a story with me that instigated this passion you have for cars and motorcycles. Uh, is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew, you know what, I'm a petrol head? Yeah, well, I was born in 1973. And I remember very vividly watching the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics and watching this, this bloke turn on the hydrogen peroxide rockets. And he, and he came over the stadium and into the playing fields. And I was like, it's not real. It, it, it is impossible. And then obviously I found out that it's hydrogen peroxide rockets and thrust and all these things. And I was just mesmerized. And then you, then I found out all about Sammy Miller with his hydrogen peroxide drag rocket cars. Then you remember you had the famous, you had all the hydrogen peroxide rocket cars in America uh, and then and Santa Pod in the UK, you know, racing, doing the most ridiculous speeds in the quarter mile. To the, to the yes. extent, to the extent they got banned, they were they were faster than anything even today on quarter mile. I mean, oh, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. the, far, <laughs> the fastest quarter mile ever was done, uh, I believe, in Santa Pod at 398 miles an hour. It's mind-boggling. I mean, mind-boggling. The guys couldn't stop it, and they realized it was all getting a bit out of hand. And that was really a – I was a, that made me, I think, really obsessed about the whole area of thrust and turbines and all those things, which is where that whole turbine motorbike comes from. Once you've listened to a turbine and that howl and it, it takes off, it's addictive. And I remember my father used to have a you know a power boat when he was younger, a small power boat, nothing special, about twenty six foot. And he used to moan that I used to scream and cry the whole time. The only time I stopped was when he put the throttles right to the deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's because your tongue was in the back of your throat. You couldn't scream anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the boat was bouncing across the waves, going as fast as possible, I had a smile on my face. I was gurgling away. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I got to spend the weekend at Pacific Raceway. I live here in the Pacific Northwest, and they had the NHRA uh, National Drag Races. I had not been to a drag race in a long time, and I got invited over by some friends of mine, uh, Diane Brandon, who was the first female to be on the show here. I got to meet Clay Milliken who uh, is a champion, you know, drag racer and awesome guy. He's going to be a guest in the show coming up here very soon. But uh, to see him going, I don't know, 340 miles an hour, something like that. I mean, it just, you're right. You can't scream. Even when those cars take off, you can't speak because of the, the reverberation going through your chest and your throat. It's just, it's insane. It's uh, I, I, I'll tell you a funny story. So, as part of the the Speed Freaks TV program, we went off to Malta to because uh, in because uh, in Britain at winter it's cold and rainy and horrible. So all the British boys go off to Malta for that winter sun, and they happen to have a phenomenal quarter mile drag track in this little island of Malta. Everyone's there, and we went in. I think it was November at the time, and we went there and we spoke to. Duncan Mikleff, who is the 2017 FIA drag uh, champion with a top fuel car. And, oh, you could appreciate he's like Malta's, like, complete poster boy because a little tiny island, <laughs> he's FIA drag champion. I and, know, crazy. He had his 10,000 horsepower top fuel drag car there <laughs> uh, doing, doing demos on the, yeah. on the truck. When I say demos, just gentle 312 mile an hour runs. Oh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of held back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're with the film crew and we're literally, we're in the press TV section with literally four, three, four meters away from the start line. And we had the film crew with us. I was saying to the guy, listen, it's going to be a bit loud, this. I think you need to put the ear defenders on. No, no, no. We've, we, we've got the earplugs. Don't worry. No, no. I think you need to wear ear defenders as well. Okay. So anyway, I've got try to convince them to get the ear defenders on. And you know when these things start, it basically punches you in the chest. The power of the shockwave is so immense. And I'm, I'm used to that. So I kind of go, <gasps> you know, hyperventilate, yeah. you know, hold, <laughs> hold yeah. your breath, hold your breath and wait for the punch. And the guy, you know, he revs up. You see the lights go red, yellow, green. Bam! Yeah. Explosion. <laughs> and, and I yeah. get kind of like punched in the chest from the shockwave, get thrown backwards. The, the cameraman next to me, Starts screaming. The shockwave blew his ear defenders off. He drops the camera on the floor. The lady, oh, no. <laughs> the lady next to him drops the camera. We're filming oh, me. Gosh. I was yeah. like, oh, it was like complete yeah. chaos. You warned him. You yeah. Warned him. I said, I, it's going to be loud. I said, it's going to be loud. It's, it's incredible. It, yeah. It's mind boggling. Yeah, it's absolutely. Now, I got to ask you real quick. My wife has this fascination to go to Malta. What's When's the best time of the year to go to Malta? Oh, it's amazing. You want to go and for the winter sun? from that kind of November, December time. There's incredible history. I never realized it was, it was a pivotal place for the war. You know, it kind of helped save the war, stop the whole Nazi regime, take control over Europe. And they've got, you've got to look at, find the quarter mile drag track. That is fantastic. And the she'll love, she'll just love the place. It's so historic and amazing. Yeah, well, Zeph, you're going to get me in trouble because my wife's not really into cars, and the fact that if I finally take her to Malta, maybe over Christmas would be a good idea, and uh, then I go, hey, we're going to a drag strip. She's going to roll her eyes and go, 
Who gave you this idea? I'm going to blame you, Zeph. I mean, that was Zeph told me. Yeah, he's the guy but, that. <laughs> but we, but we all know that every clever car aficionado always chooses a car place with a good high street, shopping high street. There we go. Okay, good. That'll save me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, listen, let's take a look at some of these incredible roads you've raced down. I want to talk about a big challenge or a big failure. Now, this is an easy one for a racer because racing is ups and downs and, oh my gosh, it's all over the place. But walk us through one time that was really particularly challenging for you and tell us how that experience helped you gain more momentum as you came out of it on the other end, the learning lesson part of this situation. Well, I think what I'm probably well, most well known for biggest failure was my 2016 September motorbike crash. And that was the one of the fastest motorbike crashes ever to survive from. It was 230 miles an hour on the jet turbine bike. And what happened was it was a two-way record run, a proper accredited you know, approved thing like uh, FIM, all that kind of stuff. So very, spe- very specific rules on turnaround times, scrutineering everything. And I'd already done one very fast run, and I had to do the return run in an hour. And I was rushing to try and meet the deadline. Got it. Got back out there without setting the braking alarm. That's the bit that when a mile shows up. At the end of the mile, it flashes the screen on the Motec screen. So I'm going down. Remember, I've got no fairing. I'm riding the bike naked, meaning no fairing or wind protection at all. I'm approaching 240 miles an hour. And I'm going for quite some way. And I don't see the finishing boards, the big checkered boards, because they're right to the left and right of my eyesight. And the problem is that at those speeds, your peripheral vision narrows from quite wide to like a sniper rifle. Plus, plus, plus my head is vibrating up and down from the wind turbulence. And in my stupid wisdom, I thought, well, I don't want to have to go and do the runs all over again. I'll just wait another two, three seconds to find the finishing boards. The problem Uh-oh. is, the problem is we're doing, already passed them. Yeah, we probably were doing four hundred feet a second. Uh, so, geez. so three seconds later, we've done twelve hundred feet, and I'm thinking, is that the end of the runway, the grass bank? And I thought, what do I do now? It's all happening in a fraction of a second, obviously. Uh, I, I'm thinking, do I slam the brakes on now and slide along the concrete? at 230 miles an hour, ripping the leather, the skin, the bone off my body? Or do I just hold on, stay upright, keep going, and say, Silla V, I've had a nice life. And that's what I did. And that's what I did. And I hit the end of the grass bank. like There was like a sort of ramp at the end, a grass acoustic bank. And I took off like Evil Knievel. 200 I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Evil Knievel indeed. Ugh. Yeah, 200 feet. Evil Knievel would have been proud of me. He would have. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. and, I la- and I was still holding on. And I landed front wheel first into the grass, and the bike, you know, basically exploded, disintegrated into little bits. I was still holding on to the the handlebars with me holding oh the hand, with me holding the handlebars still. Oh, jeez! Yeah, Ugh. obviously that completely knocked me out and everything. So I was dead on arrival when when the when the ambulance came. I had stopped breathing. My lungs had collapsed everything it was all not a very sorry sight thank god it was a proper land speed event so all the ambulance was literally there they came 
They gave me all the electric shocks, the ketamine, the morphine, the whole works, brought me back to life again. Ten minutes, the helicopter was there, took me to the best trauma hospital in the UK and two weeks intensive care, three months in hospital, three months in a wheelchair. The doctors told me, you're never going to walk again, let alone ride a motorbike. So get over it, start something else. And this put me into a, you can appreciate, a spiraling depression. You know, that's not a, you know, from someone who's so active and so fit, and you can appreciate my background in nutrition and training, this was like a total, you know, 180 U-turn in your life. And I thought, how do I find the mojo? How do I find the Zeph again? Because I've lost it. I mean, literally, I was at home with a 24-7 carer helping me do everything, even going to the bathroom. I mean, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't good news. So I thought, well, there's only one thing I can do to stick two fingers up at my critics and that, and that kind of negative devil that sits on your head telling you horrible things all the time. I, I'm going I'm to race on the anniversary of the crash on the same track on the same bike. That's there what I'm going to go. do, right? Yeah, and, and everyone, Yeah, and everyone said, Zeph, you've lost the block completely. I think you banged your head too hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I go, well, maybe I did, but that's the only thing that's going to prove that I'm back. Hasta la vista, baby. You know, I'm, that's it. I'm going to come back and show the wow. world that Zeph's not over just yet. With some help, I completely rebuilt the turbine bike with a new turbine everything i was doing 24 7 physio you can appreciate physio gym work everything to try and get everything back to work again learn to to walk again and i went back on the anniversary a week before the anniversary back on the on the same the same track again yeah yes you'd appreciate i was totally in fear i think oh my god what are you doing this for if you crash again you're gonna look such an idiot the whole works and you have to and you have to fight that fear you've got to do everything you possibly can to take those negative you know that negative guy sitting on your shoulder shouting you these horrible thoughts and tell no bugger off i'm in charge and i'm going to achieve this and i went back out there got the 200 miles an hour goal that i was after i met the medics that saved me and by the end of the weekend of the typical kind of like, you know, oil, chains, lubrication, you name it, that you, that you have in a racing uh, in weekend, that was it. I felt alive. And then yeah. four months later, we then built the, uh, the world's fastest uh, motorbike, supercharged bike for sand, got the fastest motorbike on sand ever, uh, Pendine in Wales. And at that moment, I realized and proved to the world that Zeph hasn't stopped biking. Zeph is ah uh, yeah. Zeph is alive. He's Zeph here. is still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not going anywhere. And, I'm, and I need mean business now more than I've ever meant business. Yeah, man, Zeph, what an inspiring story. This is incredible. You know, your story reminds me a lot. I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, Tim Medvitz. He's a motorcycle guy. Built motorcycles for the stars in Hollywood back in the day. He was a hell's angel. Really kind of a crazy guy, and he uh, he was on his street bike, chopper, going about 100 miles an hour, and a guy turned in front of him and hit him and basically killed him. Same thing. He was he was gone, paralyzed from the waist down. They, re- they revived him. Um, he did the same thing you did, though. He, you know, he went into a depression. He got into pills and alcohol. He was like, his life was spiraling out of control, and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to set a goal here to work towards. That's how I'm going to get out of this. His goal was to climb Mount Everest. Oh, wow. And he did it. 
And what he's doing now is something called the Heroes Project. He's helping uh, veterans who've come back from the war, who've had their legs blown off, their arms, and he's helping them set a goal of climbing mountains and redoing their life. And that sounds exactly the kind of mental place you put yourself. And the lesson here for anyone going through anything, if, even if it's not as horrific as what Zeph went through, set a goal, set a target. Focus on that, not the situation you're in now. That's the takeaway I get from this amazing story. Wow. Holy cow. I didn't know that about your background. This is incredible. Well, let's transfer out of that time, which turned out being incredible, to having a little bit of fun and talking about your first really special vehicle in your life. That first vehicle you got that had great meaning for you. I was 18 at the time, and I'd gone to one of these uh, drag racing events and seen a monster truck. That sounds very, very cool. I think I need a monster truck. Looking around in like the uh, the, the the car, uh, you know, for sale magazines at the time. Didn't have internet back then. You could appreciate, so you had to buy magazines for that kind of thing. Uh, and looking around, and up comes this Ford two hundred and fifty Lariat. You know, the old Ford eight, and I'm ninety eight eighty six Ford two hundred and fifty Lariat, big pickup truck. And a guy and a guy had raised it, and he'd gone and put thirty eight inch super swampers on them and i thought oh yeah that sounds kind of bright <laughs> yellow as well me. yeah bright ferrari <laughs> yellow and nice. i was 18 years of old i managed to go and find enough money to buy this vehicle that no one wanted and came back to the house with this crazy sort of like mini monster truck and my friends who were just driving little tiny thousand cc cars at the time thought like well you've gone mad and this thing had, had a six liter v8 engine it had like about 10 miles per gallon right you know of course yeah he, he used to used to drink as much fuel as i used to earn you know every week <laughs> oh yeah no doubt but, but it was and obviously it became the most fantastic fun i ended up shooting the engine putting 44 super swampers on the thing and you can appreciate back then when it's all about trying to impress the girls it did that very very well <laughs> oh yeah no doubt yeah the ship they need a ladder to climb in and out of that thing uh and i'm sure any father when you pulled up to the house to pick him up just said you're not going out with that boy yeah. <laughs> they locked the door how about seller's remorse is there a vehicle you've owned you've let go that you wish you you still had Oh dear, silly me. My Corvette Stingray, 1969 Corvette Stingray. Ah, this was, I, I, my dream was always have a Corvette Stingray. The sound, the look, they're iconic, as we all know. And I had done so much work to this. It had a small block Chevy in it, which I had tuned to about 500 horsepower. I, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah I, made, <laughs> I made my own um, wheels. I had them sandcast and made my own wheel design at the oh. time and back then yellow was popular so i had a whole thing painted ferrari 355 yellow yeah and it just looked the part and it was just amazing and i went everywhere i toured europe i went on these rallies these car rallies and went everywhere this thing and i had a switchable exhaust so i had the normal exhaust down the back for what for for, yeah. for, for when you're going to be a good boy and then i had a button which would divert these turbo wastegates to the side nice. exhaust that was straight through. Yeah. Cool. And, it, and, you know, see, so you, you know, back then you, you went past, you know, like girls' schools and stuff and you'd 
do silly things like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was just the most amazing thing. And and I miss that today because every Corvette Stingray I see now is not as good as that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you like the new Corvette they just came out with? This new model? No, it's a bit uh, still, to me. Yeah. Still working on that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't seen one in real life yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, very different. Uh, Obviously, uh, I commend GM for what they've done here, Chevrolet, with uh, kind of going way outside of everything. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's talk about a couple things here. I want you to talk a little bit more about Eisenberg Racing, this business that you have, but also uh, the new TV show. Let's talk about that a little bit because it's pretty cool. Something very new for you, right? Yeah, this is super exciting. I mean, how this came about was, as you can appreciate, this crazy crash I had and the recovery and getting back to racing and doing the uh, the fastest motorbike on sand, they came over to do a little 45 documentary on their whole recovery side and racing and what it means to do what I do. And they came over to Little Island in Guernsey, and they saw that there was a lot more going on, a lot more crazes, a lot more madness in the <laughs> Mad Max, you know, in what we yeah. were doing. Yeah. And they went back to the the TV company, which is ITV, which is a, a kind of very uh, large national TV chain in, in Britain. And they said, no, we're going to do a TV series. And as we all know, you know, these doors don't often open regularly, but they open normally once in your life. So, so it's a matter of, yeah, if I don't say yes now, I'll never say yes. We then had six months of, uh, Super intense filming work, you know, 12 to 14 hour days. I mean, you must know all about that craziness and what's involved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we then spent two months there on the editing and it launches uh, this Wednesday. Well, and actually, I'll let our listeners know we're, we're recording this in advance. So the show launches launched in early August. Uh, you can go out there. I'm going to put a link to a YouTube page that shows kind of a little feature there. And Depending on where you're in the world, you can uh, research this and figure out a way to watch the show. But I, I know exactly what you mean because I launched my uh, Cars yeah! TV show this year, too. And it's a whole new different world. It's it's very interesting, very fun. We got through season one. I'm working on season two. But I, I love the fact that out of this this horrible situation, this crash, came a new, like a phoenix arising, if you will. Zeph is the wings of a phoenix. And now this television show, which kind of shows the the wild, crazy life that you and your team do with this. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And tell me a little bit about what you guys are working on in, in uh, Mad Max racing, Eisenberg racing these days that has you excited and fired up every day. Well, if we look at the, the, the Porsche, what we wanted to do was the way that most land speed records or racing on TV is shown is you see a guy going around a track or doing a land speed event, picking up the trophy, and it's all over in you know a few minutes. What people don't see is the drama, the pain, the trauma that everyone goes through to get to that racetrack, to get to the finishing, to pick up pick up the trophy. And I think that people need to understand that because they don't understand that. They think that everything in life is just about winning. It's not. It's about the journey. So we wanted to show the whole process of the maths, the physics what happens, the mistakes, the engine blowing up, the gearbox not working, leading up to this crazy attempt to break Sir Malcolm Campbell's record on the sand at Pendine. You know, that's a record that's held for 90 years. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah. And what we realized was when you do the maths was you need ridiculous amounts of power. So we set out to produce 
a 1,200 horsepower at the rear wheel Porsche 911 Turbo to oh race my on. Gosh. Yeah, to race oh, on. <laughs> to, to race on sand. And the thing was, my goal for the team was, this has got to be road legal. I want to be able to yeah. drive it from the hotel onto the beach, break the. <laughs> break the world record, and then go to the local bar for a burger and beer afterwards. There you go. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah, why not? you can't. Just, yeah. just, oh my just, gosh. just up the challenge a little bit more, you know? So- wow. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. You know, I have an 87 930 Turbo, uh, and I'm just thinking, I know the car you're dealing with is a much newer version of this and all the stuff into it, but I, I and that's the great thing about Porsche, you know? I mean, even I was just reading an article about Porsche racing back when, uh, uh, Vic Elford was racing and they were doing uh, rallies and tours around Europe. And I remember Porsche, when when Vic showed up for the first time, he said, where's all the spare parts? And he goes, well, you're driving a Porsche. They don't break. We don't need spare parts. You know, it's so you've chosen a great platform. Well, it was. I mean, we did a lot of testing behind the scenes for the TV programs. We went out and drove the Jaguar F-Type. We went and yes. uh, drove the new uh, uh, NSX. Uh, supercar. Nice. nice. We drove yeah. that. We had all different kind of cars, but as we all know, it all comes down to how easy is it to tune, how strong is the engine, and how good is its aerodynamics. So, in the day, the Porsche won that particular challenge, and you know we achieved this crazy, crazy engine, and it all looks completely standard inside. It's really everyone who sees it from the Porsche kind of aficionado world are amazed that it looks standard. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a complete stealth car. You would never know this thing is like a fire-breathing sort of drag car. You know, well, it, is, it, it, is power. it is It is cool, and I, fa- I love the fact it's kind of a matte black color. And I'll put a picture on Zeph's show notes page in the Cars yeah website of this Porsche that we're talking about, in, and you'll see what we're talking about. Absolutely fantastic. And I, re- I remind you, we'll put links to how you can find uh, the TV show. And the way they describe this show is each 60-minute episode features extreme, wacky vehicles, major modifications, and maxed-up tuning, adrenaline-filled racing action, fantastic feats of engineering combined with a lots of laughter, stress, and drama. So I love it. Zeph, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 
on a plan. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, we are, uh, we're back, Zeph, and this is a bit of an introspective question for you. If you were a car, if you woke up tomorrow and Zeph was a vehicle, what would he be and why? I think it would have to be a, a CJ7 Jeep. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, because it's noticeable, it's traditional, it's big, and I kind of think it's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They are cool. That's for sure. Yeah. And you're pretty darn cool yourself, Seth. I love this. All right. We are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. Something you're very good at is being quick. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Talk times RPM divided by 5252 equals horsepower. Ah, yes. There right. you go. And, and what I've learned is that the maths don't lie. And once you know that particular formula and calculation, you can completely immediately tell how powerful an engine is and how much rubbish is being talked about in the pub. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. That's for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes over these years? Obsession. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. It's yeah. back. Love that quote, too. I, I'm going to put that up somewhere. I, I love that. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find uh, really a, a go-to for yourself? Well, we're all obsessed with Google and the ability for it to search everything. And you've got to be very careful because there's a lot of rubbish on there as well, a lot of myths and misinformation. But you do find some interesting gems. So, yeah, it has become a, quite a useful uh, resource for us just to sort of help look for little weird things that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. My son works for Google. Uh, so uh, he I used to always call him or text him with things, and he made me a little sign on my desk, and it says, IDK, Google it. I don't know. Google it. <laughs> so he's like, Dad, just Google it. I go, well, you work there. You should know everything. Dad, just Google it. Okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> That's what I usually hear. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, definitely a fun thing for sure. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I think it would have to be Sir Malcolm Campbell. Yeah. I mean, the guys, this is the guy behind the Bluebird, the guy, the first guy that did 400 miles an hour in his turbine-powered, beautiful blue streamliner in America, the guy that you know had the jet-powered boats that unfortunately died trying to break the speed record as well. But this was a guy that truly understood the word obsession. I mean, uh, yeah. he yeah. No I mean, he lived his entire life just trying to break one more crazy speed record after another. Yeah, and absolutely. The, and the engineering prowess of what he was achieving, even to this day, you know, it's quite mind-boggling. It is, for sure. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, on my table right now is a double book by Reed. Railton, 
the man of speed. Now, this is the guy that designed all of Sir Malcolm Campbell's vehicles. And it's a special edition book that I don't think is easy to get hold of, actually. But it shows all the drawings and the maths and the detail behind everything they were doing. And what's so interesting is that the maths and the problems, the challenges 90 years ago are no different than they are today. Of course, numbers don't lie. They don't change either. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What's the title of that book? Is it, is it titled that, by the author, yeah, Reed Realton? Yeah, it's or? called Realton, Man of Speed. Man of Speed. I'll look that up. Sounds very, very cool. All right. I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources on Zeph's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Zeph, Z-E-F, Eisenberg, and that page will pop right up. All right, Zeph, we're almost there. Checkered flag's coming out. Uh, this last question can be a bit of a doozy, though. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Something fun to enjoy. Uh, but there's some rules to this game that might make it a challenge for you. It's the only one collector car you can have. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed. I don't think that's a problem for you, though. And you can't sell it to fund your next project. You got to keep it. So that little trick's off the table. What can I buy you? This particular car is the Alfa Romeo 8. C. Oh my gosh. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now, wow. This, this is a car <laughs> that has been my absolute dream car for years. It came out in 2008. It's got the it's got the 4.5 liter Ferrari Shadali engine inside it. But they've bought it out to 4.7. Now I don't know who they used to tune the exhaust sound they must have used mozart himself (laughs) (laughs) because you blip the throttle on this thing and everyone around you looks at you with their mouths dropping to go oh my god what a beautiful sound it makes yeah yeah and and just driving that i went to a top speed event it didn't have the top speed at all but it won the award for best sounding car (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's second best so that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah, beautiful cars. Awesome. I'm so glad you have it. What color is yours? It's the it's the ruby metallic red. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm familiar with yeah. that. I've seen those before. Beautiful car. Yeah. Hey, Zeph, you have taken me on an incredibly fast and fun ride. I'm so happy that we got together today. I want to shout out to Rebecca Leopard of Eventageous uh, PR in the UK for introducing me to Zeph. She's introduced me to some wonderful people. really enjoy working with Rebecca. I've enjoyed talking to you today and learning more about you. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off in the sunset in that Alpha 8C? Never give up. Just keep going. Whatever the pain, Absolutely. whatever the problems. I love it. I love it. You're, you're, you're such a great way to start the week here to get everybody fired up and inspired and to take on any challenge that's ahead of them. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing? EisenbergRacing.com. You'll find and see all our latest escapades on there. And if you want to look at our Instagram and Facebook page, type in the Mad Max Race Team. The Mad Max Race Team. There you go. I love it. I'll make sure I put all these things on Zeph's show notes page so you can find him, follow along with him. And of course, if you have access to his new television show, we'll put links there too so you can enjoy that. Congratulations. Seth, thanks for spending so much great time with me today. This has been really fun and for sharing your experiences in your life. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road or maybe I'll see you on the island of Malta. That sounds like a plan. Mark, it's been a pleasure chatting. Look forward to chatting again. Take care. Thank you.
Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!